Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to another night of the Jesus Only Podcast. We welcome you um, this Tuesday, the 1st of February. Amen. Um, we are still doing our talking regarding families, and we just got so much to talk about. Amen. Um, so make sure that you tune in. Uh, to the podcast every Tuesday. We're on at 7, 7 p.m., excuse me. Um, also, we have a Monday morning prayer every, uh, excuse me, morning prayer, not Monday morning, Monday through Friday, we have prayer. So tune in on there. The number should be going across the screen for that. Also, as a reminder, we're back in person having our Wednesday night Bible study at 730 as well as on Sunday mornings, we have a 9 a.m. Sunday school, and our morning worship starts at 10.30 a.m. So you're welcome to come on out and fellowship with us. Amen. Um, let us just go before the Lord in prayer before we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for another wonderful day, Lord God. We thank you for just being with us, Lord God, keeping us, keeping our minds, everything set on you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless us, Lord God, as we go forth tonight, Lord Jesus, that we may encourage someone, Lord God, hallelujah, that they may be encouraged in their walk with you, Lord God. They may be encouraged, Lord God, in their day-to-day -day life, oh, Lord God, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, because you're just wonderful and you're so worthy to be praised. Amen. Bless those that are watching, that are listening today, Lord God. Bless our special guest today, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. And just keep us doing what you would have for us to do, Lord God. We put you first in any and everything that we do, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So again, I welcome you to the Jesus Only Podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Portis. And we have a special guest today. Amen. And the person of Sister Talia. Amen. You want to introduce yourself? I am Sister Talia. Terrell Vernon. Amen. All right. And so we have been speaking on families and just letting others know that, you know, being saved is no different from those that are out there that are unsaved. And, and we face different family situations as you are facing. Amen. Only thing we know where our strength comes from. We know who we can go to. When we have um, any problems or we just need someone to talk to, we know that we can turn to God. Amen. And so, um, Sister Talia, you want me to call you Talia or Lady? <laughs> All right, Sister Talia, let us uh, let's start. Uh, let's start about you know. I understand that you are now a member of the Church of Apostolicity. But I know that you were not always a member of the Church of Apostolicity. So um, you knew God before you came to this apostolic faith, right? I knew of a God. You knew of a God. Amen. God. And um, before coming to the Church of Apostolicity, I attended a church in Long Beach. Um, it was a Baptist church. So mm -hmm. that was pretty much my Amen. So what brought you to the uh, Church of Apostolicity? My cousin Tony, um, she called me and she said, uh, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh -huh. And I was saying, well, I'm at shut-ins and I'm at church, it seemed like three times a week, and we don't even talk about the Holy Ghost. So 
Next day, I got saved. So okay. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, amen. Um, and I was rebaptized. Mm -hmm. But I went back to my church and it wasn't sitting well. And I know Pastor and Tony was calling me. Mm -hmm. Always just encouraging me to okay. come to mm -hmm. the truth. And so, um, yeah, I went back to my church and kind of critiqued everything because there was no teaching of salvation. Okay. That so is. at that point, I just knew. Mm -hmm. I needed to come on over to come the church. Come on over. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful. So now, how many years would you say you've been saved? 17 years. 17? It's been yes. that long? It's been that long. Wow. Well, praise God. Thank you for, hey, saving Amen. you. Amen. Amen. You've come a long way. Wow. Yes. Hmm. So I'm sure you have a wonderful testimony that you can tell us that what really actually, you know, what brought you to Christ? What made you... Decide, I want to walk this walk. Well, after coming over to a church of Apostolicity, um, just to teach you, mm -hmm. and had already got saved, went back to the old church, and mm -hmm. uh, realized that I needed to come back here where, you know, I can be fed and you just walk this new life that I've embarked on. So, right. just coming back here, um, coming back to church of Apostolicity and mm -hmm. staying here. Just the teaching, the teaching really motivated me to, to to live right, and I think it was just perfect timing. And I know we talk timing is not about timing, mm -hmm. but you know, when I in my past of losing children, mm -hmm. I feel that me getting saved at the time that my last son passed away, mm -hmm. well, my son passed away, mm -hmm. um, me. Now I know who God was, and it wasn't mm -hmm. a, a blaming to God, or mm -hmm. you know, or just have been um, upset about it. Right. Right. Um, understanding that it just it was God will, and I had a better outlook on it. And so, okay. um, that I think that has been the driving force mm -hmm. to keep me mm -hmm. going. You know, right. and never just look back and never blame God for what mm -hmm. things that I expected to, to turn out to be. All right. Amen. All right. So when you first came to Christ, were you married or single? I was single. You were single? So how was it serving God single? I mean, you know, we have a scripture that the Bible has for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, I think it is, verse 32. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it reads, but I would have you without care, carefulness. He that is unmarried, careth for the things that belong to the Lord. How he may please the Lord, but he that is married cared for the things that are of the world. How he may please his wife. So living single, what would you say? What type of prayer life you had? You know, uh, how was your availability to study? You know, what would you say about that? It was a 
know what? It was so much more. I had that opportunity to pray, to um, study, you know, to just spend time with God mm -hmm. and uh, be available right. uh, at any time. There was no stress or worry about mm -hmm. doing anything that's for Christ because I'm not worried about what's going on in the house mm -hmm. and you know how we got to eat the kids. It was just, it was just more just spending more time with the Lord. Right. Yeah. It was wonderful. Amen. I could say the same thing. Looking back when I was single, when I first came to Christ, it's like you just wanted to spend all your time reading, talking to God, praising him, amen, because yes. you just, it, it just was nothing but time. You had all the opportunity in the world. Whenever you even thought about it, I could fall on my knees and yes. pray. Whenever, you know, I just woke up in the morning, it was easy to do these things, amen, you know, so I kind of understand when the Bible says that, you know, serve the Lord while you're, while you're single, that, you know, it's not going to be any time like that. You know, I know that there's women out there that are single and they want to be married, you know, but it's like, enjoy God now while you're single. We can look back and we can say that now. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we can look back and we can, you know, try to encourage them. Amen. God is good. And he was, ooh, yes. you know, he was ever so like right there to touch, to be able to go to him whenever we needed to go to him when we were single. Absolutely. Amen. Wow. I want that right now. <laughs> oh, love it. Taste. Ooh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Amen. Amen. And so now I know you're married. You have kids. How long have you been married? Six years. Six years. Yes. Wow. And how many kids? Three. And three kids. Ooh, God is good. All right. Amen. So tell me, what's the difference now? Serving God as far as, you know, how's your prayer like? You know, uh, <laughs> as you can see, it's really hard. You have um, children on your back want to pray under you, on top of you, and it's just a little difficult. Um, however, I thought, find myself just waiting till everyone go to sleep or be up before everyone get up and mm -hmm. spending time with the Lord has definitely has, you know, decreased based on having so much obligation and just busy with the children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I can I can relate to that. You know, my boys growing up and you know, just there was always something to do. Yeah. Whether it was, you know, getting them dressed in the morning or feeding them. It's like you always feel that you really don't have time for yourself. You do. You know, you feel that, you know, I don't have time. And so for me, I recall that, you know, my time was when everybody in the house was sleep. That was the best time <laughs> there was that I would just get up in the middle of the night. And if I needed to read or if I needed to pray, that was my opportune time. You know, that was my time with God where... You know, it was me. I had me time. You know, yes. you hear people talk about me time, but it's not being selfish. Right. It's just that, you know, as a woman, you have certain um, obligations that you have to fulfill. You know, you have to take care of your husband. You have to take care of your kids. Amen. And, you know, sometimes you just want to go into your prayer closet, right. you know, and you're, you can't always do that because, 
you know, a lot of times our husbands aren't willing even to take the kids sometimes, you know, so we, you know, we have to do it when we can make time for it. So amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. But the scripture, you know, to reiterate it again, it says, but I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried cared for the things that belong to the Lord. You know, when you're single, you have lots of time to care for the things of God. Amen. You have lots of time to go before the Lord in prayer. You have lots of time to pick up your Bible and read. You know, you don't have the interference or the other um, things that you may have to do. Amen. And then at the end of it, it says, um, how he may please the Lord, but he that is married care for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife or how we may please our husbands. You know, because a lot of times I know I could be cooking and, you know, getting the kids ready. And then your husband comes on and is like, okay, honey, fix me a plate. Well, I got to fix him a plate. Then I got to sit there and talk to him. Oh, honey, how was your day? You know, have conversation with him. And then, you know, they may have something else that they want to do and they want to include you in it. And you're like, man, I just want to, you know, sit down and watch a movie with me. So you're sitting there, you're watching a movie with them. And then the next thing you know, those dishes are still sitting in there. <laughs> and he didn't fell asleep or he went and got in bed, <laughs> you know. And I'm left up doing the dishes. Yes. You know, so being married is wonderful. We're not complaining about marriage, you guys. We're just saying when you are single, you have so much more time to spend with God. And once you get married, you see the difference. You know, you can you can feel the difference where, you know, you don't have you can't do it as will at will. You can't do it at a drop of a hat whenever you want to. You want to do it because, you know, you have other obligations. Amen. Amen. And so now the kids have come along. How is it raising? You got little ones, right? How old are the kids? One, Woo. three, and four. Oh, that's that busy stage, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Very busy. <laughs> that's that busy stage where you more or less, they want your attention oh. all the time. All the time. <laughs> so you have them on a schedule. You try to keep them, you know, on, on a tight schedule does that help i am actually working on that um, okay but they you know they go to school and they oh, amen so that helps out yes um, yeah coming home and just just depends on we do a lot of traveling from school mm -hmm. to city to city so right. by the time we get home just kind of try to feed them and get them bathed right Homework, yes, three or four year olds have homework <laughs> and um and get them in bed. And so by that time I can eat probably <laughs> sometimes and sometimes not. Right. And then, you know, more of that that's my me time. Amen. Can shower and just kind of talk to God. Come in. So I mean we just want you to you out there to see that we live the same type of life that you live. We're married. We have to take care of our families. We have to take care of the husband. We have to take care of the house. Amen. Hallelujah. And some of us have to go to work and still do all these things. Amen. So it's nothing that is any different or unnatural than what you are doing. Amen. 
But on top of all of this, we know that we can turn to God. We know who we can go to for strength. Because a lot of times, yeah, we're tired. A lot of times we feel that, you know, we may be at our our last leg, don't have energy to do whatever. Lord, I don't have the energy to play with these kids right now. You know, we know that. But we know that we can always call up a prayer and just say, Lord, I need strength. Lord, I need you to help me through. You know, I need you to keep me encouraged. Keep me doing your will. Amen. Because we know that God ordained marriages. He doesn't want our marriages to fail. He wants our marriages to continue on, to prosper. Amen. Because, you know, we are looking forward to that marriage one day with Jesus. We're looking forward to that marriage. Amen. And so, you know, all, all this is is a dry run. This is a, you know, a practice right here in being married and living living uh, in a marriage here on earth. Amen. And so, um, you know, speaking of marriages, say, you know, how did you grow up? Did you grow up with uh, both parents in the house or single parent? How was how was your childhood growing up? Um, definitely it was my mom's a stepfather and um, mm -hmm. at some point it was just she would be single so mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with my mother and my father together but it was more like stepfather. Right. Yeah. So then you had an idea of how you wanted or didn't want your marriage to be? Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. So I, you know, and I, I think about that too, you know, I grew up with both of my parents in the house um, and, you know, I had my idea of what I felt I wanted, how I wanted my marriage to be, you know, and, you know, coming into being married and married to a pastor, totally different, nothing that I ever would imagine, nothing that I expected, you know, but, you know, I love my husband, you know, so I was willing to do whatever it took, amen, to keep that marriage together, to to, hold, to keep my household together, amen, you know, so, um, you know, that's one thing, as, as women, you know, I look back, I look back in the biblical times, you know, and read about how women were raised to be ready for when a suitor came along to be married, you know, and when they went into these marriages, they knew that, hey, I'm going to be the cook, I'm going to be cleaner, I'm going to do, you know, but this is something that they were excited about. You know, they were excited to enter into these marriages with those particular customs, amen. And um, and I look at with Abraham and Abraham wanting to send back to his family to find a, a bride for Isaac, you know, and it's like he told his I don't know what the gentleman's called, but he told him to go and go find a bride for Isaac, but to go within his within his family and find a bride for Isaac. Amen. And, you know, he just, you know, he was contemplating uh, how, how am I going to find this woman? You know, because he didn't know Abraham's family, but, you know, he was contemplating how he was going to find a bride for Isaac. And he was just like, OK, I'm going to go to the to the well because all the single women come out and you know the young women rather they come out and they draw water from the well and if i go to this well lord and she she's drawing water and i ask for water and you know she offers me water you know that's going to be the one you know 
It's like he was kind of making a bond with Christ prior to him going there. Lord, okay, this is this is how I'm going to choose. This is the right one. You know, but and they were ready. It's like the women were ready when it came time that he did find the uh, the wife for Isaac. I forget what her name was. I got to think about it. But when um, he did find the wife for uh, Isaac, you know, it's like she was ready. She was ready to travel. She didn't see this. She hadn't seen this man before or anything. She just knew that he was within their bloodline. And so she traveled hundreds of miles for a blind date. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, you know, so God prepares us. God, you know, he gets us there. So, um, you know, I'm sure they had an imagination or an idea of what type of husband that they were going to to marry. You know, you know, something in our heads. Everybody has a an idea of what they feel that they want their husband to represent or how they want him to look or treat them or anything like that. So what about you? Did you have an idea of what type of marriage that you wanted? Yes. Um, healthy marriage. A healthy marriage. Amen. <laughs> um, I wanted to walk along the beach and um, share thoughts and um, have share visions and plans together and have a family. Amen. You know? That's right. That was, Always my thought to have a family and um, and just to support each other and show love towards towards Amen. one another. Amen. And so I'm sure with the marriage that you're in right now that these things are coming to pass. Amen. <laughs> I mean, it takes time because, like the Bible tells us, it's two people learning to become one. Yes. You know, and I know that we all have our differences. Like um, Pastor Portis and I, we come from two different parts of the world, <laughs> two different states, rather. Yeah. He's country and I'm city, amen. You know, and so it was a lot of getting to know one another. You know, it's a lot about how he was raised and how I was raised, and it was just totally different. But um, I understand we have a, a question coming in. Yes. Do you find it more challenging to serve God while being married or singles? He said, she said they both seem to have specific distractions. Okay. So they want to know, um, do we have, is it more of a challenge to serve God single or, or, married. or married? The challenge. Okay. You want to answer first? For me, it's more the challenge of being married than single. Amen. And serving God. And serving, serving God. Because yeah. um, when you're single, there's no limitation. You don't have to ask, and you don't have to come. You know, kind of not that it's a bad thing to agree, but then you can just kind of just let the spirit move you and do whatever you want. For instance, I was more available to be in the house of the Lord and at any call. So anything that needed to get done, there was no um, thinking about. Was you know, do I have to ask him or? Not accident in, in that mm -hmm. sense, but just focus on we got to get home and cook and get ready and then go back. Mm -hmm. No, I can leave work and go directly to church and spend more time. And just, amen. there's so much more available. <laughs> amen. I would say the same thing. That would be my answer to I think it's more of a challenge serving God, Mary, because you don't only have yourself to think about. 
You know, we put God first, yes, but I still got to be considerate of my husband. Amen. And, um, you know, I, I think I think about more of when you're single and you want to go through a consecration, you want to go to a time where you are, are fasting and praying, you know, you got, you have all the time to do those things. But when you are married and you want to go into a consecration, it's like, don't touch me. You know, I'm trying to fast. I'm trying to concentrate my, consecrate myself. You know, so it's like, it, it, they want to interfere. And it's like, just when I'm ready to pray and ready to read my Bible, then here he comes. You know, so it is a challenge, but it's something through communication that, you know, we can, we're fine with, we can, we can deal with that portion of it. But I think it is more of a challenge uh, serving God married as opposed to serving God when we're saved. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up too, about the, that portion of mm -hmm. it, because when you want to go on your own personal yes. consecration, yes. I know you'll find you have to ask mm -hmm. the spouse, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because you just don't want to be like, ah, don't touch me. You know now, what I'm saying? I don't think it's so much that you have to ask, it's that you have to let them be aware yeah, of Right. It. You have and to yes, make it yes, known. Not ask, but, you know, make it known, like, right. I want to do this Correct. because I'm just I want you to know, leave me alone for this time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that is so true. So it can be a challenge. That portion can be a challenge. Um, it can be a challenge serving God while you're married. Just because, you know, the word of God tells us that our bodies are not our own. Amen. And so, you know, you have one idea of how you want to serve God. And he has his idea of how he wants to serve God. Even though you're going to the same church, even though you guys hear the same word coming across the pulpit, amen. But everybody has their idea of how they're going to serve God. And, you know, it, it's different. It's different. There's something different. The way you tweak yours and the way he tweaks his, I mean, it is something different, amen. And so that right there can be a challenge in serving God, amen. We have any, any other questions that... Okay. And so, um, so like I said, Sister Talia, we were talking about, you know, idea of how you wanted your marriage to be and all that. And so once you came into this apostolic way, you know, did that change? Did the scriptures show you things that, you know, oh, okay, I, I can't have this now, or, you know, I can't do that now in my marriage. You know, was there something within the scriptures that, you know, changed your idea of the type of marriage that you wanted? I guess for me, um, just growing up, it's always been my type and my type. And mm -hmm. you have to, have to go away from my type mm -hmm. um, in the sense of the kind of person or the kind of man that, you know, that I was attracted to. Okay. Um, and more focus on uh, someone that just, really love me unconditionally mm -hmm. and uh, and definitely wanted to walk the same walk right. as I um, for sure and then, you know. yeah I mean the scripture does tell us how can two walk unless they agree amen so we definitely want to make sure that that um, person that we choose is you know is ready to walk the same walk they want to 
they enjoy coming to church. We don't want it someone that doesn't enjoy coming to church. Then we really got to have problems, you know. And as our pastor always says that, you know, you're going to have problems as it is in your marriage. At least marry someone that's walking and hearing the same word that you're hearing. Amen. You know, so um, one of the ideas is to make sure that they at least walk, they at least, excuse me, come to church and hear the word as you hear the word, amen? Because uh, a marriage is something different for the two of you guys. Neither one of you guys have, you know, probably gone down that street before. And even if you have, you know, your last marriage is not like your first marriage. They're different, you know? So, um, you know, it's something that we have to be open-minded um, learn to uh, respect one another, you know, make sure that, you know, we're talking, we're communicating. Amen. And, you know, and the fact that we can come to church and hear the word of God and read the word of God together. Amen. So we know that, you know, why we as women have to submit to our own husbands. Amen. Not so much that, you know, we're not submitting to someone else, but, you know, submit to our husband, meaning be there for him. Amen. Be there when he needs some attention, you know, when he needs you to, to uh, maybe rub his back or maybe talk to him, even in conversation. You know, we need to be there for one another. Amen. And the scriptures open that up for us. The scriptures help us to understand, you know, that we got to do these things. Amen. And, you know, um, I know sometimes at Church of Apostolicity, we feel that pastors may be harder on the women than on the men, amen. Um, but, you know, the scripture always also tells the men, amen, that treat your wife like Christ treats the church. And God takes good care of me. So that means my husband got a lot to uh, live up to, amen. <laughs> he got a lot to live up to because I feel God takes great care of me, amen. He takes care of all my needs. All my wants as well as needs, amen. And so, you know, hey, my husband's got to live up to those things, amen. You know, and I think Christ is just making sure, hallelujah, that uh, you two can become one. You know, he's, he's just cutting out all the other stuff, you know, on the side, amen. All the weeds that are growing up around you, amen. And he's just trying to make sure that, you know, we do become one because, you know, we got to communicate in order to become one. I got to know what he likes or dislikes. And same with him, he needs to know my likes and my dislikes. Amen. Because, you know, we're constantly becoming one. And, um, you know, you're not going to get it right away in a marriage. It's going to take time. You know, it's going to take time. And then, lo and behold, the kids come along. Yeah. And that sets you back. <laughs> <laughs> that sets you back a couple of steps, amen? A few years, that'll set you back, you know, because then your attention is not on one another. Right. Your attention is on those children. Right. Because I got to raise my children in a godly way now, too, you know? So it, it, it's, hey, it's marriage, you know? And, you know, we want to have a godly marriage. Yes. We want to make sure God is right there in the midst of our marriages, amen, um, you know, and I like that, you know, I like that, that, you know, God is, is working on both of us, you know, helping us, so we got to come to church, we got to make sure our husband comes to church, 
But heaven forbid you tell him, honey, you need to come to church. And it's like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. You know, I, hey, my husband is have to be at the church. You know, but if it was, you know, a different type of situation, I'm sure, you know, as they say that we as women are very boisterous about things, you know, to try to have to tell my husband, well, you got to go to church. <laughs> you know, right. that's an argument waiting to happen. <laughs> So how is it with your husband? Are you guys, uh, you know, reading the word? Uh, you know, do you guys have problems as far as coming to church together? Does he love coming to church? Does he love God? I guess he. Say I guess. No. There's no question um, about coming to church. Amen. Um, that's just a requirement uh, yes. for us in our yeah. household. So both of you guys work in the church too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. That's good. So, what do you, what do you do in the church? Head usher. Okay. And what does he do in the church? He is one of my ushers. Oh, <laughs> your ushers. Did y'all hear that? He is one of my ushers. <laughs> wow. So that's probably got to be a twist because when he's at church. You get to tell him what to do. But when he's at home, he tells you what to do. How does that work out? I still try to tell him what to do. <laughs> and he get on me, but yeah, I, I have to tell him what to do. I got to make sure that he knows that he's in, to be in position mm -hmm. and to, um, to to do his duties well. So, Amen. yeah, he tell me to, you know, step along, you know, what he's doing. <laughs> Amen. Definitely will be at home. All right. We have to have his say so. He has his say so at home, right? Amen. Yeah. But so that's good. I will say we um, did a lot of studying and praying when we didn't have children more. Amen. We prayed together a lot, and oh, so yeah. now that has you know decreased mm -hmm. a lot. Amen. Um, due to you know having the children, yeah. and running a business, mm -hmm. so and running a business. That's right. Really. Mm -hmm. Amen. But that's good. I didn't think about that. You he, you get to tell him what to do at church. You know? he get home. He get to <laughs> he get to be running things. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is cool. Well, see, that's that's the difference in your marriage and mine. I don't ever get to tell my husband what to do. Amen. He got his pastor hat on twenty four seven. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, I mean, marriage is cool. Marriage is fun. Yeah. You know, marriage is what you put into it. Amen. You know, whatever you put into it, that's what you're going to get out of it. Amen. It is, um, you know, a two-way. You know, it's not that we're saying that our husbands tell us what to do all the time. Amen. But it's just about respect. It's about giving each other respect, you know. And that's one thing that the Bible tells us, too. You know, that we as women, we have to respect our husband. That's what he's saying when he's saying submit. Submit to your husband, meaning give him that respect to be the man, to be the man of the house, amen, to be the one that, that makes the decisions, amen, you know, to be the one that, you know, that's in charge, but, you know, making the ultimate decision. You guys talk about things and, you know, what are we going to do in this situation or that situation, but, you know, to let him know that, you know, he makes the ultimate decision. I always say sometimes we... 
you know, kind of have to use a little reverse psychology on them brothers, though. <laughs> Let them think they're making the, the decision, amen. If you already have it made up in your mind what the decision's going to be. <laughs> amen. Ah, thank you, Lord. We have no more questions coming in. Call. You guys, go ahead. Call in. Call in. You know, we, we're married. Talia and I both have been married. Talia says she's been married six years. Yes. Amen. And uh, I've been married to pastor for 20, going on 27 years will be this year. Amen. And so, you know, we're open. We're open to questions. Amen. To see um, if there's something that we can enlighten you on. Amen. There's something that, you know, we can tell you how we go about in our marriages or in our day-to-day. Um, activities, amen, because we do believe in trusting in God, you know, to say that all the days are happy days, no, it's not, you know, to say that all the days or, you know, everything goes our way, no, it doesn't, amen, amen. but that's a part of the marriage, you know, there's, there's pulling and tugging, amen, because everybody wants to get their point across, everybody wants to be right, amen, you know, but we have to be willing to, you know, talk it out. Talk it out. Amen. All right. Anybody got anything you want to tell anybody about marriages? Six years in. <laughs> what did you say was your biggest challenge? Like you said, you becoming one. And so we think different. We were raised different. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very... A little bit passive, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit of you know, how he is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mine is aggressive. <laughs> I got the aggressive yeah, one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am very passive. Mm -hmm. I have an aggressive husband. So, it's just the approach, some conversations, the approach is different. It's mm -hmm. different than even how I was raised, raised in my family. Um, so, that, you know, it's a little difficult, but. There's so much you no know, good and mm -hmm. um, that I'm grateful for that mm -hmm. you know I can get past that part. Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, just getting to know each other. Right. Yeah. Just those habits that we have. And, mm -hmm. Okay. Getting past those habits. You know? right. Uh yes, Brother James, you got a question? Oh, uh, we got a phone um, call. I, I asked this question after you take that. All right. Thank you for calling in to the Jesus Only Podcast. Who am I speaking with? Okay. <laughs> All right, Miss Anonymous. What's your question for us? Mm So she has been married to him for how long? 10 years. But now all of a sudden she's not interested in him any longer? Wow. All right. So is this interest because there's a third party? Oh, first lady. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. I didn't mean anything by that. But, you know, <laughs> I 
<laughs> forever. Okay, well, I say that, number one, we when we get married, we get married forever. You know, no one gets married to just be married for a couple of months or a few years, and, you know, then they fall out of marriage. Amen? Um, God instilled marriages for us to, to you know, to, to make them last. And, you know, we were talking about the fact that, you know, it's not always great. In a marriage, it's not always where everything always goes our way, amen? And so, uh, do you know if they come to church? Do they go to church at all? Mm -hmm. Right, right, okay. And have they talked to their pastor to seek counseling? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they got to sit down and talk to each other. They're going to have to pray through this one. They're going to have to get the word of God and just read it. Read marriage. It says, therefore, you know, shall a man leave his mother and his father and cleave to his wife. So they got to get to know each other. Uh, how long have they been married? Ten years? Ten years, you know. Uh, our, our pastor did a, a marriage seminar, and he talks about how when you get into a marriage, that there's six people getting into the marriage, you know? And so in 10 years, I mean, they still probably at six people. It's like, you know, they got to know that she is who she really is, who he perceives that she is, and who she's trying to make him think that she is. Amen? And the same for him. So they need to, you know, get, a, get a, away from all of that, trying to put on this facade as to who they are and just be truthful, open, and honest with one another and let each other know, you know, this is what I expect from this marriage. And, you know, put it all, lay it all on the table. You know, you got to be open and honest. You have to tell one another, you know, what you expect from the marriage. Amen. And so in doing that, that's going to help them to, to strengthen their marriage. Um, how does he feel? Does, is he through with the marriage? Mm -hmm. Okay, but she knows that, you know, as a as a woman of God, that God is telling us that we have to submit to our husband. So we can't get tired of them. I know sometimes that, you know, they can be whiners, you know, they can be babies, you know, we, we feel sometimes that we got another child, you know, but, um, you know, we have to stay strong and, and just talk. We have to talk and see, you know, what we want to really get out of this marriage. You know, we have to make sure that we're putting God first. You know, God says, I have to love my husband. God says, you know, I don't, um, I don't like sometimes when my husband says, I only love my wife because I love Christ. You know, I don't like that comment, but I understand what he's trying to say. It's the way he says it. Um, you know, I know he loves me. And so therefore, you know, he's got to, bend and he's got to do some things to, you know, to, to please me in that sense. But, you know, she has to find ways to, to, um, to talk with her husband, you know, and try different things to, to be pleasing, to allow him to be pleasing to her. Amen. So that they can get to know one another, you know, 10 years, you don't really know the person, you know, you know, you know, something about him, but you don't really know that person. You know, you guys are still, they're still getting, to know one another. Anything you want to add to that, Sister Lady? 
I was thinking, um, go to God and ask him, how do we fall back in love with each other? Mm-hmm. Because you really, um, like you said, you're still getting to know each other. Right. And we just not being married that long, just know even in the other relationship, mm-hmm. you know, how do I fall back in love or having that line of that open communication to figure out what's going on? What is it that I do that you don't like? Or, mm-hmm. These are the things that I do, you know, are you vice versa? Let's communicate. Let's see where the problems start. What's going on? But what is it that we don't like about each other in terms of um, things that we do that may right. make us want to just back off and get away? Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she has, has to fall back in love. Yeah. She has to realize she made a commitment before God. She made a vow. You know, she vowed to be with that person through through it all, through thick and thin, through sickness and health. You know, she to think about those vows that she made. Amen. They said for better, for worse. You know, what's her worst? Did he do something? If he did something, then let's talk about it. Let's talk about what he did. You know, let him know how you felt about whatever he did. If if that was the decision to make her just, you know, but you can't just drop him like a hot potato, you know, when you think you you're done with him. That's not what marriage is about. Amen. So, you know, if tell her to seek counseling. You know, and maybe, maybe not from her pastor. Maybe she should seek outside counseling from another pastor. Amen. But definitely spiritual counseling. Amen. Did we answer your question? All right. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right. So, um, you know, that that's a difficult situation, you know, that to be in a marriage for 10 years and just decide you don't want it no more. I mean, it's, did you really give it a try? Did you really give it your all in all and put it into the marriage, you know, or you just on that fairy tale thinking that it was going to be this and when it wasn't, you know, you decided to buy out. I mean, that's a serious thing to make that vow that you want to be with this person for the rest of your life. Amen. Brother James, you said you had a question. Yeah, someone put on here, what happened if you don't want a husband, but someone expressed interest in you, can you turn it down because you have you have not had good luck or had good luck? So somebody's interested in you being their wife, but you don't want a husband. Mm-hmm. They, I guess they want to turn it down because they haven't had... Mm-hmm. Good outcomes. Well, I mean, number one, we got to go to God in prayer. We got to talk to God. We need to see, Lord, you know, uh, you know, is this what you something you're sending my way that you want me to do or not do? Amen. Because again, you get in that same situation as this other couple. Ten years down the line, you make this decision and you decide, hey, I don't want to be in that no more. You know. So number one, we have to go to God and pray, fast and pray. You know, and allow God to answer that for you. You know, marriage is not something to be taken lightly. It is something that, you know, we need to talk to God about to make sure that this is a street we want to go down. You know, because it's not a game. You know, you can't be married five years and on the 10th year you decide, you you know, you don't want this no more. And man, it's serious. You know, it's like you're playing with that other person's feelings. So you have to make sure 
You know, this is what, what you want to do. This is what God, you know, wants you to do. Amen. He tells us to acknowledge him in all our ways and let him direct our path. You know, and if you're saved, you, you live by that. You live by that. You don't make any decisions until you have that opportunity to talk to God. You know, and yes, it is okay to turn it down. You know, if that's the answer that God gives you, yeah, turn it down. You know, we ain't got to marry every person that proposes to us or every person that wants to be married to us either. Amen. Turn it down. You know, because, you know, you want to marry someone that, you know, is going to be in your, you know, interested in you, not just for, you know, a few years as well. But, you know, anything else for that one? I'm famous for just saying if God told you that I'm your wife, you need to tell me that. <laughs> you need to tell me that too. I need to know. He's going to open up your heart. Right. He'll let you know. Amen. You know, he'll open up your heart. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. So, you know, we just want you to know marriage really is nothing to take lightly. You know, and I know at, um, Church of Apostolistia, I know that, you know, what comes across our pulpit, we try to tell our young people, you know, it's not something that you want to enter into right away. It's something that, you know, get out there, get your education, um, you know, go to college, get your degree, go out there and, and, you know, get the job, your ideal job that you're thinking about before you, you know, think about getting married. Because once you get married, a lot of those opportunities are not just going to be right there readily. Because, you know, again, we say your, your thoughts are to your spouse. You think about, okay, well, you know, what am I going to do for, to, to please my spouse? You know, what am I going to do if the kids come along? Amen. So you might as well go out there and finish your education, get you your ideal job, amen, before you even start thinking about it. You know, because once you get, once you plant that seed, it's got to flourish. It's got to grow. You know, so don't, don't plant the seed and then it never grows and, you know, it never goes anywhere. And man, it's, it's, it's just not something to be taken lightly. And it's something that comes with maturity. Maturity. Amen. Not to say that, you know, you're not mature, but, you know, we're learning every day. Every day, everything that goes on in our life, it's, you know, it's a learning experience, you know, and the, the every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before because he's showing us so much, you guys. He's showing us so, so much. Amen. And, and the knowledge that we're getting, it helps us with the decisions that we need to make. Amen. So we got to pay attention and, you know, and getting out of the house and I'll reiterate, I've said before. You know, me growing up, my number one thing was my mom said I wasn't grown until I turned 18. So when I turned 18, the first thing I was ready to do is get out the house so I could be grown. Mm. Amen. That was a, for the thing at the top of my list. Get out the house. I'm grown. I'm 18. I go do what I want to do. You know, but had I stayed home, had I went ahead and gone on, and, you know, and finished college. Amen. These are things that I know my life would be different than what, than where it is today. Amen. So if I can just encourage someone, amen, hang in there, stay in there, go to college, get your education. Amen. Go, go, uh, you know, get your ideal job. Amen. My desire was to become an accountant. 
because I love numbers. I love math. Amen. I got to work a little bit in my field of accounting, amen, but I never got to become that accountant that I wanted to become, amen. And so, you know, there's like an emptiness right there where you think about that, you know, what if, you know, all I can say now is God didn't want me to have that. That's not what God wanted for me, amen. Who knows, you know, become an accountant, I'd have got wealthy and rich and got big headed, you know, anything, you know, <laughs> amen, but you know, we, we want God to get the glory out of our life. Amen. We want God to, you know, just instruct us and lead and guide us in, you know, the direction he wants us to go. Amen. We want to just go to him and, and let him know, Lord, you know, everything I do, I want you to get the glory. I want to glorify you in all that I do. Amen. And, you know, we, we just want to serve God first in everything, all that we do. Because we know that Jesus is the only answer to everything. Everything comes right back to God. Everything comes right back to the word of God. Amen. And him instructing us and, and guiding us and just letting us know, you know, how to handle things. Amen. Any other questions, Brother James? Amen. Sister Lady, we thank you for coming on to the Jesus Only Podcast. Amen giving us your testimony, telling us of your life. Amen. We thank you for that. Amen. I know you didn't have to. Amen. <laughs> and we wish you, you know, many, many years in your marriage. You know, um, you know, we, we know that you know that you got to keep God first. You got to keep God in, in the midst of it all. Amen. And, you know, Brother Derek is lucky. He's a lucky man, you know, to have you. Because I think you're a wonderful person. Amen. And, you know, God's going to Continue to guide him and lead him and, you know, show him what to do to make you happy. Because God wants the husbands to make the wives happy, you know. Keep, keep us happy. You know, praising God. You, they keep praising God and they keep us happy. Amen. So thank you guys for tuning in to the Jesus Only Podcast tonight. Amen. We hope we've encouraged someone. We hope we've enlightened you and shown you, you know, that marriage is what you put into it. Marriage is, you know, going to God and uh, asking God, you know, which way do I go? What what do you want me to do next, Lord Jesus? Amen. Marriage is, you know, what God has ordained. He, he wants our marriages to work. He doesn't want our marriages to fail. He wants us to keep coming to church, keep hearing his word. Amen. Keep applying it to our marriages. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to do all these things and more. Amen. He shows us how to raise our kids, raise them up in a godly way. Amen. How to train them up in the way that they should go. And he said they're not going to depart from it. Amen. When they get old, they're going to come back. Even if they leave, they're coming back to it. Amen. Because the word is instilled in them. It's their foundation. Amen. And so that's the way our marriages should be. It's instilled in us, the word of God. And the word of God is telling us how to keep our marriages polished up. Amen. Keep them shining bright. Amen. Hallelujah. Not just be, not be selfish. You know, a lot of times um, going into a marriage, there's one more thing, um, going into a marriage, you know, when you're going to a marriage of living single out in the world, and when you get into the marriage, amen, you're still selfish. You got to get that selfishness out of you because you were used to just pleasing yourself. Amen. But when you come into the marriage, you know, you got to please it's, it's two of you guys. You can't have everything your way all the time. Even if you are, the wife or our the husband. Amen. You gotta please one another. It's it's two. You have two to worry about now, not just one. 
Amen. So I thank the Lord for his word. I thank the Lord for his goodness, his mercy, his keeping power. Amen. He's keeping us. Hallelujah. And he's, you know, constantly teaching us, teaching us what we should do. Hallelujah. So that we can draw in closer to him because God is coming back, y'all. And he's coming back for a church, for his people. And he wants us to be without spot or without blemish. Amen. So we got to polish up these marriages. Amen. We got to polish up being mothers and fathers and taking care of our children. Amen. We got to do better as saints. You know, we got to do better because he's coming back and we want to see him in the end. We want to be there with him and be his bride. Amen. And if I can't be a bride here, you know, how can I be a, a bride when I get to heaven? Amen. So thank the Lord for his teaching. Thank you. Thank the Lord for the Church of Apostolicity. Amen. Um, don't forget to tune in on Wednesday. You're welcome to come down um, and fellowship with us on Wednesday, Wednesday night Bible study, as well as Sundays, 9 a.m. We have Sunday school and 1030 a.m. We have our morning worship. Amen. And our pastors, uh, Suffragan Bishop John F. Portis, please come down and fellowship with us. And you can hear so much more about the word of God. We thank you. And we hope we've shown you that Jesus is. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in and have a wonderful evening. Amen. Do you have questions about the Bible or questions that are unanswered? Would you like to know more about Jesus? The Jesus Only Club podcast is the place to get all of your questions answered. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for the Jesus Only Club podcast, where Jesus is the only answer.